Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Tuesday, December 19th. Ian Cameron with you. Uh, solo on the show today as Alex makes his way back to the Windy City, Chicago, uh, in flight today. Actually, he's just landed, so he is back in Chicago, safe and sound, and he'll be back with us likely on the show tomorrow. Um, so safe travels to him, uh, and he's uh, nice to hear that the bird has landed safely uh, in Chicago for him. Uh, ready to break down this huge Tuesday card. It is a big one here coming up tonight on this show, uh, on this slate. We've got 11 games uh, in NHL action. So we're going to just really quickly, briefly talk about last night where it's a profitable night for me overall, even though it best bet loses again. Uh, so after the two game win streak, we've come back crashing with those as Florida Calgary did not go over the total. But other than that, it was a very good night. Uh, overall, we had the over in the Anaheim Detroit game. Ducks hang on for a four to three win uh, in that one. The big news, of course, being an injury to Billy Huso in that game. So Huso and Lyon both now on the sidelines for Detroit uh, and having to go to James Reimer at the end of that game last night. Anaheim hangs on for the four three win. Pittsburgh, after getting absolutely humiliated by Toronto, they bounce back with a four three win uh, over the uh, Minnesota Wild. <laughs> Good, solid effort for them after a brutal game. Uh, on Saturday, Montreal, how about them? A 3-2 win against the surging red-hot Winnipeg Jets in overtime. We cashed the draw in that game, and that's not the only draw that hit last night. Seattle, Dallas in thrilling fashion, crack and tie it uh, in the final seconds to make it 3-3. Uh, and uh, very, very uh, uh, happy to see that, obviously. That tying goal by Ellie Tolvanen with about 20 seconds left cashed three bets for me, just that one goal. The team total over on the Kraken. Uh, the draw bet, and, of course, the full game over. Uh, we already had an easy winner in that game, both me and Alex, with the uh, first period over, which just continues to be uh, uh, machine-like right now with just how that keeps on cashing for the uh, Dallas Stars. We're now talking about 22-5 and five to the first period over for the Dallas Stars in their last 27 games. So it's been just an absolutely sick run for Dallas first period overs. So it's nice to be able to keep, just repeatedly keep betting those, keep winning. You know, we're still getting minus 130, you know, some pretty decent prices with that as well. So Dallas wins 4-3 in overtime after Seattle tied it. They did bounce back to get the uh, victory uh, in OT last night. And then, of course, Calgary. I expected a few more goals in that game, obviously, but uh, credit to uh, Jacob Markstrom was very good in that. And, um, that's a very, uh, I don't want to say I'm surprised he's capable of playing well, but I didn't necessarily expect it being out for that long, but he was very good, uh, kept the Florida Panthers at bay. The only goal was a Sam Reinhardt power play goal uh, and Calgary um, with a nice three to one win. And that's back-to-back -back wins against the Florida teams at home for this Flames team. So after a little bit of a, a, a slump for them, it was nice to see them kind of get back on track uh, with the uh, in the win column here the last uh, couple of days. Uh, against Tampa and um, Florida. Um, Sharon Govich for the, has his goal streak and his point streak snapped last night, by the way, uh, in that Calgary victory. But that doesn't mean you jump off the train or jump off the bandwagon after just one game. We'll probably 
still be firing away at some Sharon Govich props next time we see Calgary in action. All right, that's enough of yesterday because we've got a huge card to go through and it's going to take us some time. So let's get right into it. We'll start with Minnesota, Boston. We've got the Bruins minus 200 home favorites, five and a half the total here in this game. Uh, you've got the Wild on a back-to-back here tonight against this Bruins team. Uh, a slumping Boston Bruins team. This definitely is a full, for, for their standards, this is a slump. Uh, they've, uh, you know, not played great. Uh, they've gone, uh, they've actually only gone two and three in their last five games, but just overall, they're 500 team, their last uh, 10 games. Um, so we'll see how this one goes. I like the draw in this game. I'll be quite honest with you. Minnesota has been draw magnets lately. Back-to-back games that went past regulation against Calgary and Vancouver, and a game that nearly went to overtime last night against Pittsburgh. Boston's gone past regulation in three straight. So I'm taking a shot here at Wild Bruins uh, with the uh, draw here in this game. Boston is not exactly lighting things up enough offensively to where uh, I trust them on a regular basis. Although big news for Boston is Pavel Zaka is returning tonight and he'll re uh, assume his number one center spot for the Bruins tonight between David Posternock and uh, Brad Marchand. So that is a very big development here for the Bruins to get Zaka back in the lineup. Uh, Danton Hine and Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque will be the second line here tonight in this game for the uh, Boston Bruins. And uh, unfortunately, this means sayonara happy trails to Morgan Geeky. Well, Morgan Geeky's still in the lineup, but he's back down to the third line uh, center spot for the Bruins. And obviously, we've had a lot of great uh, times with uh, his player props uh, lately the last week when he's gotten that elevated spot uh, up to the uh, top line. Looks like on the blue line, still missing in action are Charlie uh, McAvoy for the Bruins, as well as uh, Derek Forbert. Uh, they remain out for this team. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, as expected, because we saw Gustafson last night. So no no uh, surprise that Marc-Andre Fleury playing tonight on the second night of back-to-back games for this um, wild team. So I like the draw as far as um, player props. Matt Boldy, yes, and it's not just uh, because of his great streak lately, but yes, he's a Massachusetts kid back home. I'm sure family and friends are going to be in attendance. So I like his props, and I do like Zaka now that he's back in the lineup. Zaka's been a good player prop look for Uh, us repeatedly here over the course of the season. So those are the main uh, player props that I'm uh, targeting here. Zaka, Boldy uh, for their uh, respective teams. In a game where I'm not sure we're going to get a ton of goals tonight, because other than the Islanders who are pulling everybody into a high-scoring game these days, you know, we've seen Boston play a 2-1 game against the Rangers under the total, 2-1 game with New Jersey under the total, 3-1 game to Buffalo under the total. So, you know, not exactly, you know, consistent one game to the next offensively this Bruins team and I know finally we saw an over with Minnesota last night against Pittsburgh but three straight games before that were unders they've largely been an under team since uh, John Hines took over as the head coach so um, that's certainly I think it's going to be a low scoring game but again five and a half I don't like unders to begin with as you know and I'm never going to look to bet an under at five and a half not in these days not in the modern uh, NHL. All right, next up, we've got St. Louis and Tampa Bay. Uh, Lightning minus 170, minus 175 home favorites. Six and a half being the uh, total here in this game. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, tricky spot uh, here for the Lightning. First game home after that trip out west uh, facing, of course, uh, the uh, Seattle, uh, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. And they actually started their road trip before that against Nashville. So it was a five-game trip, Nashville, then all the way to the Pacific Northwest for Seattle, 
Vancouver, and then uh, over to the province of Alberta to face Edmonton and Calgary. Ended up being a disappointing two and three road trip for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Losses to Nashville, Vancouver, and Calgary with wins against Edmonton and Seattle. So probably expected to, they probably wanted to do a little bit better than that uh, on the uh, road trip, but tricky spot now. You're back home following that uh, trip. Uh, and that's never an easy situation for the uh, for any team, especially when the West uh, Coast team is going back east like that. Time zone changes, and especially this close to the holidays. We're now six days out from Christmas. You can only imagine how tough it is for these teams that return home off a lengthy road trip, especially when it's when you're talking a five, six, seven game road trip. Where now, when you get home, you know what you got to deal with: Christmas shit. Or arranging family gatherings, buying presents for the kids, dealing with the wife and, and, and dealing with what she's got to request from you, you know, get shit in order for Christmas because all these teams and all these players are going to be off on Christmas day. So you can only imagine there's going to be a lot of stuff going into that and that's distractions. And that's just stuff you don't really want and stuff that can deter you sometimes from maybe having the preparation and the focus and the mindset you need to play hockey on a given night when you're this close to Christmas. And again, talking about a team that's been away from home now for well over a week. So that's not what you want to see here going into uh, this one for Tampa Bay. And they are much better at home. We've talked about the home road split for Tampa all year, eight and six at home. They have a bad losing record on the road. So it's not as easy to bet against Tampa at home here. And they are off a loss to to end that trip. So you know, in theory, they're going to want to put their best foot forward. But with these distractions returning home around the holidays, may not be as easy for them. And then you got this St. Louis team that they're going through the usual. Yep. Rally the troops, go on a hot streak, go on a win streak cycle, following a head coaching change that so many of these teams have done this year, whether it's uh, Minnesota, whether it's Edmonton, uh, you know, whether it's St. Louis, uh, Minnesota. Uh, you go on down the list, all these teams that have played pretty good hockey since they made in-season coaching changes, and we're already seeing St. Louis 2-0 and in the two games since Craig Berube's firing and Drew Bannister uh, taking over here as the head coach. So I'm riding the wave. You're getting a pretty good price. You're getting Tampa Bay in a little bit of a dubious spot here, and they're not playing great. They're very uneven game-to-game right now, Tampa Bay. You're getting a nice price. It's not the best of situations for Tampa Bay here, home off a long road trip. So I'm on St. Louis here, plus 150, plus 155 uh, in this game. Jordan Binnington and Andre Vasilevsky confirmed uh, in net. And if you actually look at Binnington here, uh, the last uh, couple of starts, his fifth straight start, uh, you know, he's played solid here the last uh, few games. He's won two straight uh, outings in net for the uh, Blues. Vasilevsky was awesome against Edmonton. I thought he was average against Calgary and they said it on the broadcast too. So uh, definitely I like that the, um, the St. Louis team is rolling right now. Uh, we'll just take the plus 155 with them here in this game. It is worth noting too, as far as series history is concerned, uh, you see that the uh, St. Louis blues have actually long-term been a tough out for Tampa Bay uh, six and three in the last nine meetings for the blues over this uh, lightning team. So it's always been a tough matchup for them. No question. So for me, I like uh, St. Louis here. We'll take them at the uh, plus price uh, in this one and uh, see if the uh, Blues can make it three in a row here uh, for their new uh, interim head coach, Drew Bannister. And then as far as the props go for this uh, matchup, uh, really I'm focusing mostly on Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, uh, those two in particular. Robert Thomas has been phenomenal since the coaching change. Jordan Cairo responded the way you want to see a player respond when he's been booed at home and he's been 
openly criticized for some comments and remarks about the former head coach, uh, Craig Berube, and Cairo answered by getting it done offensively last game for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So that's a good sign. Thomas, like I said, Cairo are worth a look. And uh, the old veteran of the team, believe it or not, Brandon Saad, what's gotten into this guy? Three straight games with a goal for him. Uh, can three game, three can three consecutive game goal scoring streak for Brandon Saad turning back the clock here uh, all of a sudden for St. Louis in the last three games. So why not take a shot prop wise there uh, as well in this game? Tampa Bay Hagel Point Kucherov. I mean, I'm I'm always going to be interested in Kucherov over one and a half, two and a half points because it's insane how much he is factoring into what the Lightning are doing offensively. He seems to have his fingerprints all over everything these days for them. You look at what he has done uh, in the last um, one, two, three, four. Uh, I'm just counting it up here. The last seven games, Nikita Kucherov has five multiple point games, five multi-point games in the last seven games for Tampa Bay. He's just been outstanding and, you know, over one and a half is not a bad price. And if you really want to get, you know, creative here, I don't know tonight because St. Louis has been playing pretty good hockey, but you know, in these nights when they're playing a weak defense and a weak goaltender, you could get Nikita Kucherov some nights to get three points at like plus 500, plus 600. So can definitely get good prices there on that. But he's been terrific. Hagel's worth a look right now. He's up to the top line for the Lightning uh, at the moment. Uh, he's been moved up the lineup. Uh, AC Mont and Sorelli on that second line might also be worthy of consideration for the uh, Lightning. So some decent looks there as far as the uh, prop market for the Blues and the Lightning there. All right, Columbus and Buffalo. Uh, we've got the uh, Sabres minus 190 home favorites, six and a half the total here in this game. The very inconsistent Buffalo Sabres, as we've talked about, you know, ad nauseum on this show. There's just very, very little consistency with this team. And it's proven in the last, really the month of December. They started the month losing three straight to Carolina, Nashville, Detroit. They go on the road. They have a monster Big road underdog victory against Boston, 3-1. to one. Come back home, lose to Montreal at home in a shootout. Bounce back with a home win against Arizona, 5-2. Uh, and then you think they can string two good games together. They can't. They get rolled by Colorado, 5-1. And just when you sour on Buffalo again, look what they do. They go to Vegas. They beat the defending champs, 5-2. And just when you get excited about Buffalo again, then they shit the bed and lay an egg against Arizona, shut out 2-0. Uh, to end that road trip. Just such an up and down squad. Uh, there's no question about that. I'm at the point now with Buffalo until proven otherwise. Off a loss, can't bet against them. Off a win, can't bet on them. That's the way I'm approaching Buffalo right now until I see them get off this win-loss, win-loss, win-loss tangent that they've been on. So off a win, it's either bet against Buffalo or pass. Off a loss right now, it's either bet on Buffalo uh, or pass. And they are off a loss to Arizona to end that road trip, but not at this price. I mean, I'm not taking Columbus, obviously, but I'm not laying minus 190 with Buffalo here. That's just not the price range I'm comfortable with uh, for this hockey team, even though off a loss, they've been good lately. Uh, it's going to be Daniil Tarasov in net once again for the uh, Jackets. I really wasn't that impressed with his first start uh, against New Jersey. Kind of struggled in that game. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how uh, it, things go for him tonight uh, against the Buffalo Sabres in this game. Um, so, And Columbus, you know, to be honest with you, Columbus has been able to score goals. The problem with Columbus has been keeping the puck out of their own net. It certainly doesn't uh, help them uh, that, uh, you know, they've got these injuries that they're dealing with 
uh, not only on the blue line, but obviously in net as well uh, with uh, Merzlikens. Merzlikens actually, to me, I'm actually looks like he's actually been cleared. He's actually available, I think, for this for this team tonight. But uh, I don't see him uh, confirmed as the starter. It's Tarasov. So going to be interesting. But this is a good prop game. I absolutely like both teams to score first period. I like over six and a half uh, in this game with the Jackets and the Sabres. Definitely like goals to be scored for Columbus, Fantilli, the three Russians. You know who? I don't even have to mention them now. If you know hockey, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, and you got to work on your knowledge of the sport if you don't know who I'm talking about. Because we've only mentioned Shinnikov, uh, Voronkov, and Marchenko for several weeks now in a row on this show and how good they've been offensively for the uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets. So they definitely are prop-worthy, in my opinion, here tonight. Uh, in this game for the Buffalo Sabres, the, the thing for them this season has been we've seen their defense and their goaltending in and out. But what we didn't expect to see was them have struggles at times to put the puck in the net. And that has been a problem for Buffalo way more than we could have imagined uh, coming into the season. Tage Thompson hasn't really been firing on all pistons on all cylinders yet. Um, you know, Dylan Cousins had a recent slump, although it's he's starting to show signs of it. You know, I have no problems with J.J. Paterka, Durka, Durka. J.J. Paterka's played well. Middle stat comes and goes. One one shift you notice him, one shift you don't. Victor Olofsson's had a bit of a tough season. We're still waiting on Peyton Krebs to, you know, show that flash offensively that he just hasn't been able to show uh, of late, uh, really, all season for Buffalo. We're still waiting on that. But the big news for Buffalo coming into this game is, Based on the way he finished the season last year for them, and based on you know what they expected of him coming into this year, knowing the skill he has, the ability he has, the quick release, the very, very lethal shot that he also has, uh, you expected him to be a big part of what would make this team offensively very good. He's obviously been out for the entire season to this point, but tonight he makes his return, and not a moment too soon for this Buffalo Sabres team. I know they're happy to have him back, and that's come all without... Come all within. You'll not see nothing like the mighty Jack Quinn. Yes, Jack Quinn uh, is going to be back here tonight, making his season debut uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres tonight. And this guy's got great offensive skill set, great talent, great ability, uh, great finishing ability. He's got a great release. He can get it off his stick in a hurry, and it freezes the goaltender. So that's that lethal uh, option offensively that they have been missing uh, lately. So uh, keep an eye on Jack Quinn. Uh, we will see if uh, he can make an impact tonight in his first game of the season. Although Don Granado is going to, I think, ease him into the lineup because they've got him slotted with Tyson Jost and Victor Olofsson. To be honest, that's not a bad place to put him. You know, ease him in because Paterka Cousins and Middlestat's been pretty solid lately. You don't want to screw around with Zach Benson on the top line. He's been great with Thompson and Tuck. So I don't think you really want to mess with that. Um, but we'll have to wait and see how Quinn, you know, can he get up to game speed quickly? And to be quite honest with you, he needs uh, that third line needs an infusion of offense right now because they haven't gotten a lot of production from it lately, this Sabres team. So I don't mind him being put in that uh, situation right there. So uh, I like over six and a half here. Uh, that's the main look. Uh, both teams to score in the first period as well uh, here in this game, Sabres and uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, that's about it. Uh, that's about it here for me uh, in this one. Uh, nothing on the side. We did have some overtime games a couple of years ago with these two teams, but the last four meetings have all been no overtime or shootout, so I'm not as keen on the draw here as some other games on this slate. 
So for me, probably just going to stick to some of those props as well as over six and a half, both teams to score uh, in the uh, first period, Jackets and uh, Sabres. Uh, all right, next up, we've got the Philadelphia Flyers and New Jersey Devils. Uh, New Jersey minus 160, home favorites, six the total here uh, in this one with the uh, Flyers and the Devils. Uh, New Jersey is coming off a setback against uh, Anaheim, obviously, uh, over the weekend. They lose 5-1 to the Ducks. Pretty ugly effort, shoddy performance overall. Uh, flat after a, it was a back-to-back for the Devils, but that's really no excuse. Pretty bad game from them uh, taking on the uh, uh, Anaheim Ducks. We'll see how they fare here in this one tonight. Uh, we don't have a goalie confirmed for them. I know Vanacek was not available on Sunday, uh, and Nico Dawes was promoted from Utica in the AHL to back up Akira Schmid. Um, we'll see who's available tonight. I don't think uh, Lindy Ruff has made confirmation who he'll go with in net. Carter Hart projected here for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, but that's not confirmed as of yet uh, whether he will be a net for them tonight in this game. Uh, I don't want to go against Philly getting this price. This is Philly or Philly and a draw split for me in this game. And I, I think they're live here. They're playing good hockey. They beat Detroit one, nothing. They've won five of their last six games or sorry. They're better than that. How about uh, five and two uh, in their six and two uh, rather uh, in their last uh, six and one, I should say six and one in their last seven games. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. This is just too big of a price here, uh, in my opinion, uh, for New Jersey, um, who are flighty still at times. And as much as they've been better with he, Shear, and Hughes back in the lineup, you de- definitely have some concerns still about their game-to-game consistency. If you look at recent head-to-head meetings here, the Flyers uh, have actually beaten New Jersey three out of the last six times. They've split the last six meetings, three and three, three apiece between these two teams. Uh, and the last meeting, too, November 30th, a few weeks ago in Philadelphia, Philly was the better team. Philly should have won. I had New Jersey in that game, and I was lucky as shit to get out of there with a winner with the Devils 4-3 in overtime. Philly pelted 47 shots uh, on goal. It was one of those games where Schmid was really, really solid in net. So uh, I, I'm definitely looking at a Philly and a draw split here uh, in this game. Of course, we saw overtime in that November meeting between uh, these two teams. So definitely liking the draw here. Philly's been a draw machine. Another one like a mini Thailanders, like a mini Toronto Maple draws that we have unfolding right here before our very eyes with the Philadelphia Flyers who have gone to overtime or a shootout six of the last 10 games entering tonight. Um, so I like Philly Let's split with the draw. And I think we've got a chance with both of these, the same tact I took with uh, Seattle in the draw last night against Dallas. We almost had both. We almost had both. Although I should point out, I split it with Seattle money line and the team total over two and a half. So I did cash the team total. The money line fell short with Seattle losing in overtime, but the draw hit. So it's a dog and draw split for me here. Flyers plus uh, draw uh, in this game. Uh, some props that are worth a look here in this one, in my opinion, are Forster. Uh, yeah, Konechny's absolutely feeling it. Tippett's always a threat for the uh, fl- Flyers. For New Jersey, I like Eric Halla. Eric Halla still. Uh, as long as he stays in the top six, uh, he's going to be a threat. He scored against Columbus. Uh, you know, I like getting the uh, better price you can get with him playing with Hughes and Toffoli. Uh, definitely liking uh, some of those props there uh, involving uh, Howla. Uh, uh, Michael McLeod, actually, someone that even though he's on the fourth line, uh, he was able to find the back of the net against Anaheim. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a routine occurrence, but uh, he did find the back of the net. I just wish he was getting more ice time than he is currently. So I keep that in mind. Yeah, Jack Hughes over one and a half points is, uh, that's never, I'm going to say, a, yeah, don't bet that. 
he's been on fire. He had three a hat trick against Columbus. What I like about Hughes is that he didn't have a point against Anaheim. Oftentimes, now he did have three straight games without a point. Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton on that road trip uh, out west. But you know, normally when he does have a game where he doesn't hit the score sheet, that usually means he's uh, going to have a big game next time out. So I don't mind that look at all. All right, Vegas, Carolina. Hurricanes minus one thirty home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, I ain't laying a price with Carolina right now. They're they're, they're too uh, they're, they're an aggravating team right now. Um, there's something off still with them. Uh, we thought getting a turning a corner a little bit, getting their game back on track just a little bit with the wins against Detroit and Ottawa to end the road trip, which was really going disastrously for them before that, where they had lost four straight at Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Then they come back home and they have two very heartbreaking losses to Nashville and Washington. Nashville, they lit up Kevin Lankinen, but their own goalie, Antti Ranta, got lit up. Couldn't defend the lead, couldn't protect the lead. They lose 6-5 in overtime to Nashville. And then, you know, Kochekov played a pretty good game. They played a tidy defensive game, and then the offense dries up for them. And they lose 2-1 in a shootout to Washington uh, in their last game. So, you know, this is just one of those games where I don't love Carolina enough to lay a price with them, especially against a quality Vegas team, a Vegas team that's won five of their last six games. That being said here, when you look at Vegas, um, they are, they've been actually pretty solid on the road, nine and six, but their, their defensive game is kind of what's happened to it. I know they've won three of the last four, but it's not because they've been defending. They gave up four to San Jose, four to Calgary, three to Ottawa. Uh, in the 6-3 win the other night. We'll see uh, how it how this game fares in this one. But I think it's a tricky total because I think all things considered, if we get Kochekov in net, which I'm expecting here for Carolina, it probably will be Logan Thompson with Aiden Hill still sidelined at the moment for the Golden Knights. So it's a really tough total for me. I mean, the numbers lately in the short term says, well, Vegas is scoring and they're not defending as well. You got to look over. But Carolina is one of those teams where, you know, flip a coin it could be a 6-5 game like the Nashville game and it, this I could easily see this also being 2 to 1 3 to 1 3 to 2 for somebody I do like the draw a little bit this will be my uh second official draw look uh third I should say third draw because I'm on Minnesota Boston draw Philly New Jersey draw this will be my third draw uh, of the card here Vegas Carolina I definitely think it's got that potential for overtime Vegas lately has gone to OT or shootout 3 of the last 7 games uh, keep that in mind. Carolina's gone to overtime or a shootout in back-to-back games. Uh, last year when these teams played in Carolina, or two years ago when they played in Carolina, it was 4-3 in overtime in favor of the Hurricanes. So the draws uh, got potential here, uh, in my opinion, in this game. So that's what we'll be looking at. And then as far as the props go for Vegas here in this game, we do have a couple of lineup shakeups here. Pavel Dorofiev is up to the second line here for the Vegas Golden Knights. It looks like he's going to be in the lineup here uh, with Michael Amadio uh, out, uh, and he is going to be uh, certainly uh, back in the lineup with an opportunity. Although he, I don't think Amadio is out. I think Amadio is actually on the fourth line. Someone else, it's Kolasar that's out. So uh, Pavel Dorofiev is getting that bump to the second line alongside Chandler Stevenson and Jonathan Marcheseau. So a bit of a different looking second line there. I like Chandler Stevenson as well with props tonight. He's starting to really heat up goals in four of the last five games for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, absolutely interested. And those are my two favorites there as far as value is concerned. Chandler Stevenson and uh, Pavel Dorofiev. 
uh, here for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights tonight. For Carolina, I'm going to stick to the number one value guy right now, in my opinion, uh, and that's Stefan Nason. As long as he stays on that top-line spot for Carolina, you're going to get some pretty good value for props for him, a guy that has three goals in the last six games for the Hurricanes, as well as uh, five points in the last six games uh, for the Hurricanes as well. So uh, that's definitely a good to go. Yeah, that's a good point about Brady Shea. Uh, not a bad uh, uh, mention there that Brady Shea looks like he's going to be getting some power play looks for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, we'll see if he can maybe chip in some offense here from the uh, blue line. Yeah, Clochet Barbashev is on a bit of a heater as well. Cuban, uh, no question about that. You know, the value's not nearly as good with him, but uh, certainly – you know, ride the ride the wave, ride the hot hand is never uh, a betting uh, philosophy that I'm going to say no to. Uh, it makes sense. He's been producing lately for the uh, Golden Knights uh, coming into this matchup against uh, Carolina with a three-game goal streak for the uh, Knights. So he'd be my next choice. It's just I prefer the value a bit more with Dorofiev and Stevenson, but Barbashev's a good option here uh, as well. Yeah, plus 350 at FanDuel is actually uh, pretty good um, for uh, Ivan Barbashev. So that. Yep, that's 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 actually that's actually a better price than I I thought I saw it plus two fifty earlier. I didn't know it, uh, unless it changed, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, plus two fifty earlier. But if it's plus three fifty on Barbashev on a three game goal streak, that's that's definitely a must bet at that price, given what he's, the production has been from from him uh, of late. All right, New York Rangers, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, we've got pretty much even money here. Rangers slight road favorites, six and a half the total uh, here in this game. You know where we're going. Toronto Maple draws. That's where we're going. Uh, the draw for me in this one. Uh, I definitely could look from a straight money line standpoint. Rangers are past, but I don't know. Rangers is a road favorite against uh, with the way Toronto's played lately. I know it's a revenge spot. They got embarrassed at home by the Leafs last week, 7-3. to three. Uh, Clearly, it's a Rangers spot. Clearly, I could only look Rangers, but I'm talking about from a value standpoint. Now, it's one thing if Toronto. Toronto is 9-6 and six at home this year, by the way. And yet here they are now, a slight home underdog. You know what I mean? I just don't love the value we're getting. I think we should be getting Rangers as a slight road underdog, not the uh, Leafs now, a slight home, uh, not uh, not the Leafs, a slight home underdog here in this game. So, you know, to me, um, I was looking, I had the Rangers circled for this spot, for this game, from the very moment we saw uh, that loss last week to the Leafs 7-3, to knowing that they were going to play Toronto again here in Toronto. Uh, a week later, uh, I still might get the bet the Rangers small, but I just don't. I'm just disappointed that they're a slight road favorite. I expected them to be at the very least a slight road dog uh, here in this game, but it does make sense. Uh, you know they're going to want to atone for that game. And uh, if you actually look, they played pretty well in Toronto. They've split the four meetings here. Toronto's played very well in New York, but Rangers have played pretty well here in Toronto. It's kind of been that way here in recent meetings. But I like the draw even more. Uh, we saw 3-2 in overtime last year in Toronto uh, when these two teams played. It went past regulation. Uh, I think we've got potential for OT here tonight as well. Uh, and, of course, I want to mention, as far as the goaltending here, we've got Igor Shesterkin and Martin Jones uh, confirmed in net. Shesterkin started against the Leafs last week. We know he's had his issues this year. It's not been Igor Shesterkin-like from his performance this year so far for the Rangers uh, and it was Martin Jones who was uh, the starter, of course, in that victory at Madison Square Garden over the Rangers last week. Uh, we'll see, though. This is now this is going to be what's interesting about Martin Jones moving forward. He's definitely played solid. 
since he's gotten these few starts for Toronto. But here's the first time that this season he will have to face a team for the second time. Okay, a second look for the New York Rangers against what Martin Jones has to offer. So if he shuts the door tonight and puts up a goose egg or holds the Rangers to two or less and has another great performance leading Toronto to victory, I'll give him all the credit in the world. But now this is going to be the first time that a team is going to say, you know what, now we're seeing this same guy for a second time. Maybe we've got a better approach. Maybe we know better uh, what his tendencies are, the weaknesses are. That's something to keep in the back of your mind when it comes to this game. We are talking about a marginal goaltender over the years, a guy that's been very inconsistent at the NHL level, looked great one night, gets shelled for five or six the next. It's a guy that's bounced around with the AHL as well the last couple of seasons. So be careful with this. We know he's playing well, but is this something that we think is just going to be indefinite now? He's just going to roll in here and uh, pitch one great performance after another. That remains to be seen. So. For me, it would be the Rangers here. Uh, you know what I might do, too? Instead of just the Rangers' money line, the team total for the Rangers is a beautiful plus price if you like Rangers over three and a half. It's something to consider here. I think that's better. I think if the Rangers are going to win, they're going to score four. And you can get plus 122 at Pinnacle with the Rangers over three and a half team total. I think that's just better value than taking the money line, minus 115. It's actually a lesson that I'm teaching myself to learn when it comes to betting college football bowl games, especially without zany and crazy. They can be like yesterday with old dominion against Western Kentucky. I had old dominion. It was a, one of the most horrendous beats you'll ever have, but thank goodness the little voice inside my head said bet Western Kentucky at halftime and it minimized the damage. And I'm so thankful I made that decision or else I would have been way more sick and disgusted and angry than I was. Uh, and when I, that game ended, I realized, you know, if I had bet Old Dominion team total over, I wouldn't have had to even fucking sweat or worry about uh, the side in that game. Uh, so that's the thing I'm trying to instill on everybody. You know, if you like a team, you don't just have to bet money line. And in fact, there's instances where it's more profitable and more sensible and more logical and better value to bet the team total over as opposed to the money line. So I think if I were to get involved with the Rangers, I default more to the team total over three and a half, just to get that nice plus pr plus price value uh, as opposed to the money line look here uh, in this one. Um, so that's the way I would approach it here. I do want to point out, I lean over, but here's the thing with this game. 7-3 last week, pond hockey up and down. There was a ton of goals early. I don't know if we're going to see that here tonight. Uh, it's just a week later, I could see these two teams saying, you know what, let's dumb it down. We've got to be better in our own end. Even the Leafs might say that. I know for a fact the Rangers and Peter Laviolette, you know, are going to hammer it home about how good, uh, how, how much better defensively they're going to have to be uh, here tonight in this game. So I'm not going to touch the over in this game because I could see this being 3-2. I really could. We get uh, – that kind of situation. But as long as we get 2-2, two, 3-3, two, three, three, four, four, whatever the case may be, and we hit the draw, I'll be happy here in this game. So what I'm going to do is the draw. What I'm going to do is maybe a small split with Rangers money line to team total over three and a half. And that's what I'll rock with here in this game. And then as far as props go, I should point out Austin Matthews is back tonight for Toronto from his absence. He'll be back with Nyes and Nylander uh, on the uh, top line. Bertuzzi, Tavares, Marner, second line, Robertson, Domi, Yarn, Croak. So we're kind of back to the way things were uh, as far as the uh, forward group for the uh, 
Leafs. Uh, no change with the uh, blue line. It's Timmins, Lagesson, Lilligren, McCabe, Brody, Riley. Uh, the uh, blue line, Lejuan, Benoit are the extras right now for this uh, Leaf team. So pretty much a similar lineup going into this one here tonight. Um, so that's the way I'd approach it here. Uh, Matthew Nye scored the other night a great goal up on that top line. He looked rejuvenated. He looked like he had an extra gear. Maybe that's from being out for a couple of games, but he looked like he was revitalized. So I think from of all the Leaf prop options, I'm definitely uh, looking at Matthew Nyes more than anything here uh, in this game tonight for Toronto as far as player props are concerned. All right, next up, we go to the Oilers and the Islanders. We go to Draw Island, another uh, game involving one of our favorites, the Thailanders, uh, as they host the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton minus 150. Road favorites in this game, six and a half the total. You know what we're doing. We're betting another Islanders draw. You better believe it. Um, now, this is going to eventually, they're going to string together a few games in a row where they don't go to overtime or a shootout. It will happen eventually, um, but we're going to keep rolling with it until we actually see it happen. I mean, this team has not put two non-regulation games or two games that only go to regulation uh, they haven't put two of those in a row together in ages, it feels like, in well over a month. And, of course, they did not go to overtime or a shootout against Montreal. They lost 5-3 over the weekend. It has been a while that we have uh, seen two straight Islanders games not go to overtime or a shootout. So that's what we're banking on tonight. This team just can't avoid overtime or a shootout for two consecutive games. So I'm interested in that. More Thailanders for me. Uh, with this one. And I expect both teams to bring it tonight. Islanders off a disappointing loss against uh, Montreal. Edmonton did not finish their homestand the way they hoped for, losing 7-4 and 5-1 back-to-back home losses to Tampa Bay and Florida. Now you're starting a um, road trip here. I expect good focus. I expect good uh, intensity from Edmonton here in this game. So uh, I think both teams bring it. So I expect a very competitive game, great chance for overtime. I'm not involved in the side. I, I was looking to bet Edmonton. I am not taking Edmonton at minus 155 here against an Islander team that, to be quite honest with you, you know, I've kind of, uh, I don't want to say underestimated them, but, you know, I thought weeks ago they were going to fall off. And, you know, their record in the last uh, 10 games, six and four. Um, and look at these games. I mean, every game has been one or two goals other than the Columbus 7-3 win. They have just been one tight, close, competitive game after another. So for me, I'm on the draw uh, in this game. And I was kind of surprised. We finally saw a six and a half with the Islanders, but not overly shocked based on the fact that, you know, Edmonton's involved and really Edmonton is just never really lined below six and a half these days with their totals. So uh, I was a little surprised. I mean, but finally I knew it was going to happen at some point. It had to with the way the Islanders have been trending over the total. And we are talking about uh, eight and one to the over, uh, sorry, nine and one to the over uh, in the last uh, 10 games for the uh, New York Islanders. You knew at some point they had to adjust the total past five and a half and six and eventually get these Islanders games lined at six and a half. Finally, we see it tonight. I'm still going over the total. Uh, and we're laying juice, too, minus 135. So it's not even all that cheap here to go with the over with the Oilers and Islanders, but that's what we're on. Drawn over in these Islander games have been just a beautiful thing uh, the last uh, couple of weeks. So we're going back to that same well. Oilers, Islanders draw. 
as well as Oilers, Islanders uh, over uh, six and a half in this game. Give me a 3-3, give me a 4-4. And we've seen plenty of 3-3 and 4-4 overtime games lately, or 3-3 and 4-4 games going to overtime lately uh, with the uh, New York Islanders. So give us another one tonight, uh, and I will be uh, very happy with that. So draw an over for me in this game. Sorokin confirmed in net for the Islanders. We expect Skinner back in net for the uh, Oilers, but uh, that hasn't been confirmed uh, as of yet. Uh, as far as props go, I'll throw one out there. Um, Simon Holmstrom, undervalued. I think good value. Uh, and Bo Horvat right now. Three goals in the last four games. Uh, for all the criticism he got last year, and he was playing awful when he got to the Islanders, but two, three goals in the last four games, uh, five goals in the last six games, and more importantly, he's on a massive point streak right now for this group. Uh, he has collected at least one point for the Islanders now uh, in 10 straight games. It's now a 10-game point streak for Bo Horvat uh, entering tonight against the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So uh, Horvat goal, Horvat assist. Hor I'd say maybe look Horvat over one and a half points. Take a shot, he can get you two points tonight, which he's done a few times during this streak. If you look at his recent results, he had three points against Boston, three against Columbus, two against San Jose, two against Florida. Uh, during this 10-game point streak. So take a shot with the great plus value on him over one and a half points. I'm doing this a lot more lately, taking these over one and a half point shots with the red-hot point producers. And, you know, all you have to do is hit a couple of these, and, man, it can really start to add up and show up, show in your bankroll uh, if you're able to hit on a couple of these. And uh, Bo Horvat tonight at bet 365 to get over one and a half points is plus 320. Plus 320, pretty good price. Uh, right there with that. And then for Edmonton, uh, here in this game, as far as the uh, prop market goes, we've got Vander Kane with uh, McDavid and Hyman. So a little bit of a shift here from Chris Knobloch with that top line. Looks like uh, Kane reunited with uh, McDavid uh, and uh, Hyman. So maybe a Vander Kane. It feels like an Evander Kane spot, getting an opportunity you know, to uh, get maybe things rolling a little bit more. Uh, than they have been recently for him. Because if you look, a lot of the damage lately for the Oilers has been Hyman, it's been McDavid, it's been Dreisaitl, it's been Bouchard from the point. And by the way, I still like Bouchard, uh, you know, as far as uh, point uh, production here tonight, score a goal, that kind of thing. He's, I know he's gone three in a row without a goal, but uh, it feels like a good matchup. Oilers, uh, the Islanders' power play, by the way, has been very good, but their penalty kill has kind of struggled compared to where it's been in the past. Uh, so those are the main props there I would look at on the uh, Edmonton side uh, in this one. All right, Vancouver, Nashville. Uh, we've got the uh, Predators, minus 120, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Canucks road trip rolls along after a collecting victory. Uh, well, they lost in a, in a shootout to Minnesota. They bounced back, beat Chicago 4-3 uh, on Sunday. We'll see if they can uh, keep it rolling here against Nashville. Nashville's won four straight, and Nashville 7-1 and one in their last uh, eight games. The only loss was a 4-0 loss at Toronto. Uh, other than that, they've been finding ways to uh, get the job done uh, entering this game. We've got uh, Casey DeSmith, actually, confirmed in net for the uh, Vancouver Canucks uh, in this game. UC Soros uh, in between the pipes for the uh, Nashville Predators. Um, you know, he's had a very solid year, 2.71 goals against, 9-12 uh, save percentage. And if you look at this extended run that he has put together, uh, six straight starts, 6-0 in his last six starts, UC Soros, given up two goals or less in five of those six starts. So he has been absolutely dialed in lately for this uh, Nashville Predators team. Uh, we'll see if that can continue here 
uh, in this game against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, these two teams have already played each other twice this year, way back in October. Uh, Vancouver winning both of those games, 3-2 and 5-2 uh, in those games. And it is worth noting in those two matchups, uh, one of those was with uh, Soros in net, the 3-2 game. That was uh, Soros in net, the 5-2 victory for Vancouver. They faced Lankinen uh, that night uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators. So uh, we'll see how this one goes. Again, DeSmith not uh, DeSmith not uh, Demko in net for Vancouver. I do want to point out, though, DeSmith was in net for that Minnesota game. He played pretty well. You can't blame him. I mean, it, 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 Vancouver didn't score in that game. Uh, he did his job. He kept Minnesota to one goal in regulation time. It was a tight checking game. Um, so Casey dismissed a capable goalie. Um, and I, I kind of want to take Vancouver at this price. I just think this is uh, quite the price to be getting the Canucks. But Nashville's playing well. Nashville's 7-1 and one the last eight. Six straight starts have been won by UC Soros. I don't think I want to go against that nearly enough uh, here in this game. This is another one where I looked at maybe the draw. Nashville's gone to overtime two of the last three. Uh, we've seen three of the last five meetings with the Va Vancouver Canucks and Nashville Predators uh, go beyond regulation. And if you look at the two most recent head-to-head -head meetings here in Music City, it was 5-4 and a shootout for Nashville last February. Earlier this year in Nashville, it was this close to going overtime, 3-2 regulation win for Vancouver. So the draw to me is live here in this it, it's not as strong as a couple of the other draws on the card tonight for me but i'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the draw usually for me with the draw i'll go 0.1 units on the draw bets that i like more i'll go 0 0.05 units on the draw bets that i don't that i don't like nearly as much and even those 0 0.05 unit draw bets when they hit man you notice it it's just uh it's a, such a big boost and again you can get plus 370 at FanDuel for the draw here with Predators and Canucks. I'm torn on the total as well because if you look at Nashville, um, they've been scoring lately, but Soros has been shutting it down lately. And uh, so I don't want to bet an over six and a half with Soros the way he's playing right now. So I leaned over, but I talked myself out of it. All right, Colorado, Chicago. Uh, we've got uh, Colorado minus 230 road favorites, six the total here in this game. This is one game of all the games on the slate tonight. tonight. I don't have a real... Uh, Massive betting uh, interest in it. Uh, maybe we look at a couple of props in this game. That's probably about it. You know, Chicago is one of those teams that, you know, it was, it's a really weird team where, you know, they can get blown out one night and then they almost beat Vancouver. I thought their effort was very good against Vancouver. Uh, Alex did mention, by the way, uh, prior to that Vancouver game that they all attended the uh, 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 the funeral for a family member of Kevin Korczynski. So they kind of bonded through. You could tell they uh, it, it was a good spirited team effort now though facing this uh colorado team we'll see how they fare in this one i mean the last two head-to-head -head meetings between uh the abs and the blackhawks have been absolutely ugly for chicago they've been shut out nine nothing uh, in the last two games combined uh with the blackhawks and the abs uh chicago did beat them last year though here in the windy city three to two back on january 12 2023 last season so they did show in that game that they were capable of uh, getting the job done and being able to beat this uh, Colorado team. But you look at the injuries, too, for Chicago. Uh, Korchinski, I mentioned, is out. Seth Jones is out. We know Hall's on the IR. Uh, Athenasiu, a little bit banged up they are, uh, especially on the back end. Colorado's got their share of injuries, too. We see it, though. McCarr's already been ruled out once again, so this will be the third straight game that he misses 
to this uh, call to, in, in, uh, against uh, Chicago here in this one. Uh, and you look at the uh, rest of the lineup, uh, everyone else, though, pretty much healthy. That's the main one here for uh, Colorado uh, at the moment. Uh, and, of course, Franceau is on IR, but, you know, he's been out for a long time, and they've been rolling with uh, um, Alexander Georgiev and Ivan Prosvitov for a very long time now as their duo uh, in goal uh, for the Avs. Uh, they're coming off a 6-2 win against San Jose. They've won three of their last four games. We'll see if that uh, can continue here tonight. But this team, you know, is going to Chicago and entering this game on the road against the Blackhawks with a 7-8 and eight road record, a losing record, sub-500 Colorado uh, on the road this year, 7-8. and eight. So this is not a spot where I'm interested in Colorado. It's kind of like a mini Tampa Bay West thing going on with them where their road record's been a little flighty, a little erratic, a little disappointing. Uh, we'll see how they fare here. And keep in mind, they've entered this game losing four in a row on the road. Arizona, and a couple of them were to Arizona and Anaheim, you know, which are not the greatest of teams. So they're actually on a four-game road losing streak, Colorado, coming into this game tonight. Um, tempted, 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 tempted by Chicago. S- Chicago in a draw split, perhaps. Um, keeping it light because this is a Chicago team that's uh, – absolutely struggling right now four straight losses two and eight in their last 10 games they're not playing well but uh, you know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna sprinkle a little on chicago in the draw just very light it's hard to have confidence with this team it's also hard to say that colorado deserves to be favored by this kind of price range right now given their results away from home uh, at this point in time and, and i know they've gotten you know mckinnon's been uh pretty good the last a few games three goals seven assists in the last four games uh, ten po- uh, three goals, seven assists, ten points in the last four games. I mean, McKinnon over one and a half points, Nachushkin over one and a half points, and Rantanen over one and a half points. Those three guys are really, um, just really rolling right now for uh, Colorado. So we'll keep that in mind. Uh, so and uh, when you look at the uh, uh, Avalanche too, you know it's not just Makar who's now going to miss his third straight game, but you know Sam Gerrard you know, is still missing as he deals with his mental health. And of course, Lekkonen is still out of the lineup. So banged up team still. And uh, not not the worst thing in the world here to think Chicago can compete. You could always go plus one and a half as well with Chicago. And you can get plus one and a half at minus 125. Uh, so Hawks plus one and a half puck line. I don't love those bets. I hate plus one and a half. And uh, I don't even bet many minus one and a halves anymore either. Uh, I've kind of gotten away from betting puck lines the last few years, but a lot of variance with the empty net sit scenario as well. But uh, this is one game where if you're not quite sold on the outright win, the outright dub, or Chicago forcing this game to overtime, the plus one and a half is at least reasonable on their side at minus 125 here in this game. And as far as props go, like I said, I mentioned those Colorado point props. They've all been uh, rolling and playing good hockey lately. Ranton and McKinnon. Uh, in particular, uh, no, and uh, Nachushkin, of course, Big Val, uh, who's been very good lately for them. Uh, I do want to mention, too, Sam Malinsky and Devon Taves are going to be the guys that play power play without McCarr. Haven't really seen Taves take advantage offensively, you know, since he's moved into that quarter number one power play unit quarterback role. Uh, but Malinsky did score, you know, his first NHL goal against Buffalo. So keep an eye on that. Those are the two defensemen that are going to be leading the power play now, getting more ice time, uh, a lot more ice time for Colorado in the absence of Kale McCarr. Uh, just wanted to make mention uh, of that. And then for Chicago, 
Um, I would probably, you know, Nick Felino. I'll say this right now. Something's gotten into him. He's uh, suddenly uh, been uh, picking things up in a big way offensively for the uh, Blackhawks here in recent games. Of course, Felino, uh, you know, a guy that uh, we don't think of as lighting the lamp routinely, but he had two goals uh, in the game against uh, Vancouver. And he still has a pretty prominent spot, you know, in this lineup uh, on a nightly basis when you look at where he's slotted in playing, uh, you know, oftentimes on the top line. Looks like tonight it's going to be Lucas Reichel up on the top line with Bedard and Kurashev. Radish, Tyler Johnson, Beauvillier on the second line. Beauvillier, I still think, worth a look. He's going to, I think, find a goal for Chicago at some point. And then Lucas Reichel. Gosh, this guy should be so much better than he's been. All right, he's got two goals and four assists. He is a supposed to be a really, really good offensive player, but he just has not played like it. He was a healthy scratch on Sunday against Minnesota uh, for the for the or not Sunday, but he, he's been in and out of the lineup uh, for this team. He's actually been not getting a ton of ice time lately uh, for them, down to 12, 11, 10 minutes. He was scratched early. It was earlier this month against Minnesota. He was scratched. He's been back in seven straight, but he's getting that top line bump tonight. But man. This is one of those players that feels like, yeah, you got to bet it. He's on the top line with Connor Bedard, Philip Kurashev here. You got to bet this thing, but he has had these opportunities before for Chicago, and he's done bubkis with them, jack shit with them. So it's hard to have that full trust, even though the opportunity is there. And you can get Lucas Reichel at plus 480 at Batano to score a goal tonight. So. Again, playing with great players, playing on the top line, getting opportunity doesn't always mean you're going to convert and cash in. So, um, But it's hard to ignore betting that prop on Lucas Reichel, plus 480, given the price that we're seeing with that. All right, next up, we've got uh, Ottawa and Arizona. Uh, the uh, Jacques Martin era begins, and I guess you could say the Daniel Alfredson era begins too as assistant coach. But the first game since the firing of DJ Smith for this Ottawa team in the desert against Arizona at Mullet Arena, Ottawa minus 125 road favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Money's come in on Ottawa here as this opened with uh, Arizona, pretty much even money, minus 110 with Ottawa. And uh, the money's come in on uh, Ottawa here in this game. Uh, and that money is mine, folks. Some of it is mine anyway. I'm on Ottawa here. No, no, no questions asked. First game with the new, it had to happen. DJ Smith, you know, wasn't working. Some issues now in terms of, I think there's a lot of issues in terms of DJ Smith here uh, the last uh, couple of games. A lot of concerns about his lineup configuration. A lot of concerns about the breakdowns that we were seeing from this group, you know, at the defensive end of the ice. So there's just all kinds of concerns lately with this Ottawa team, the way they've been playing, uh, no question. And I expect intensity. I expect you know, this to be a wake-up call, a kick in the ass, just like it was for Edmonton, just like it was for Minnesota, just like it was for St. Louis. And you go on and on and on with the uh, list of all the teams that have won immediately following a coaching change. And that's exactly what I expect here in this game with the uh, Ottawa Senators. And uh, that's why they're favored, Benjamin. That's why. It's the coaching change bump. Let's be real. Let's be quite honest with you. If you measure up these rosters coming into the season, and Arizona's an up-and-coming team. You know I like Arizona, and I've made some money with them this year. But if you measure up these rosters coming into the year, Ottawa was way more playoff-ready with their roster than Arizona is. They've just dramatically underachieved. They've dramatically un underperformed. And Arizona's outperformed You know their expectations. That's the bottom line. But if you measure up these two rosters, you know Ottawa's supposed to have the better team on paper, the better roster on paper, but they've 
underperformed, whereas Arizona's definitely exceeded uh, expectations so far uh, this season. So um, I'm liking Ottawa here, uh, minus 125. I actually like Ottawa every bit as much, if not more, on the first period as well. I think that first 20 minutes really come out strong with purpose. And one thing about Jacques Martin, he is going to do everything in his power to clean this team up defensively. And they need some cleaning. They need a cleansing. They need a major cleansing on the blue line as far as their defensive structure, which has been rough during this uh, the, the waning days of the DJ Smith era. You need better collective defensive play from Sanderson, Zub, Chikrin, Bernard Docker, Brandstrom, Hamannick. That collective has to be better uh, defensively here uh, going into this game. So, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm liking the um, Ottawa side here in this one, uh, minus 125 in this game. And to be honest with you, Arizona, when you look at, you know, their schedule, it's been rough. It's been rugged. They've had a lot of road games. They come back home. They face a Buffalo team that I uh, can't put too much uh, stock into them beating Buffalo or San Jose for that matter. And they were life and death to win uh, those two games. Uh, but they got back-to-back shutouts uh, in those games against the Sharks and the Sabres. Ingram against Buffalo, and even Vimelka had a really good game against uh, San Jose. But you got an, uh, an Ottawa team that I think just needed a little spark here, uh, and this is a good chance to uh, get one here. And to be quite honest with you, look at these Ottawa, this Ottawa schedule lately during this one and five skid over the last six games that ended up giving uh, DJ Smith the heave ho. They lost to Toronto, tough game. Detroit, they won 5 1. Uh, and then after that, they lost to Carolina after Carolina had a players-only meeting. Tough spot at St. Louis. Coming off the coaching change, tough spot. First game after Berube got fired, Ottawa had to play St. Louis. Tough spot. Dallas, good team. Tough game, tough spot. Vegas, Sunday night, tough game, tough spot. Defending champs. You know what I mean? You know, their 1-5 is not as bad as you would think given the tough strength of schedule, the tough schedule that Ottawa's had during this uh, stretch. So uh, I'm going to go with them here. This is actually a step down if you look at it. For as much as Arizona's kind of uh, performed much better than most people thought, you know, you go from Vegas, Dallas, St. Louis off a coaching change, a good Carolina team that was wounded, circle the wagon spot, just had a players-only meeting going into that game. Uh, This is a step down compared to what they faced lately. So Ottawa first period, Ottawa full game. We'll split it up with those two uh, in this one. I'd actually lean under. Uh, in this game. Um, if I were to make one under bet on this card, this would be the under bet. This would be the under bet. Arizona, look at these two games since they've gone home, way under the total against San Jose and Buffalo. Ingram is playing well. We've talked about it. Ingram's been excellent for the mar- large part of the season in net. You know, with Jacques Martin back behind the bench, this is going to be attention to detail and focus to shore things up defensively, you know, on the Ottawa Senators side of the equation. So, um, I think just there's a lot of things that point to under here, and you're getting six and a half uh, with this total. Uh, no question about that. So, yeah, bet the over, that means, Sancho, 100%. You know what my under leans, they go in the shithole. Uh, they go down the toilet more often than not. And that's why I don't bet many unders. I love an under, and it's amazing. So I'm going to stand by it. I think this is a damn good under tonight, Ottawa, Arizona. And if this thing, God forbid, ends 5-4, um, I'll never, I'll never recommend another under again on this show. Honest to God, uh, seriously, I won't. I mean, this to me, there's no, there's no way you can't envision any NHL better or handicapper coming and looking at maybe this makes sense to look under in this game and not think it's logical. 
Okay, it makes all the sense in the world. Arizona's putting up a roadblock defensively since they returned home from the homestand. Back-to-back shutouts. Ingram's been good. Their offense has kind of, you know, regressed a little bit, Arizona, as well. And you know, Ottawa's going to look to tighten up defensively because that's what Jacques Martin teams do. So this, to me, uh, you know, makes all the sense in the world, you know, to bet under six and a half in this game. But when I think an under makes all the sense in the world, it's gone over way too many times for my liking. And uh, it's been frustrating. So for me, I'm just sticking to the Ottawa side here in this game. And as far as props go, uh, when you look at this uh, matchup, now again, because there may not be as many goals, I'm not going to go bonkers with the props. But I think uh, when you look at this matchup, we've got some changes, by the way, in the lineup here for uh, Ottawa. We've got, especially in the bottom six, you know, Kachuk, Stutzla, Batherson, Tarasenko, Norris, Giroux. I think Giroux might be a good prop tonight. You know, he's the veteran. He's the leader on the team. This is when you need Giroux's leadership to come through. You know, be big for them. First game with the new bench boss here. So Giroux might be a solid look here as far as props go. Stutzla has actually been someone that, you know, has, you know, cooled off just a little bit in the goal scoring department. He has still had three points three assists the last two games but maybe he gets things going but we've got uh angus crookshank yuri schmeichel uh yuri schmeichel and um a couple of changes parker kelly on the uh, third and the fourth line into the lineup now for uh, ottawa tonight so uh we'll definitely uh, see how that one uh, plays out but uh, i'm fascinated this is definitely a, i'm fascinated to see what ottawa looks like tonight i'm fascinated to see if it's the old jacques martin coach teams when he was with Ottawa in the late 90s and the 2000s or when he was with Florida after that and he was with Montreal briefly after that you know it's just we try to really tighten things up at the defensive end and is he capable of it is this a roster that's capable of playing better defensive hockey we'll have to see and it's not just the defense okay they need some saves too you know they signed Jonas Corposalo because of the body of work he put together with Columbus at the end of his tenure there and then with LA He's got to be better than a 3.5 goals against 892 save percentage. So he's not absolved to blame. He has to be better. Uh, Forsberg's probably outplayed him for much of the year in net. So they need better out of Corpusalo. He's projected to be in net. We'll see if he can turn around. And, of course, he should be helped. If they play better defensively under Jacques Martin, uh, he, they definitely uh, should. he should play better. It should be a benefit to him. It should be a good thing for him uh, moving forward if they tighten things up, play better structure, better defensive hockey in front of him moving forward all right final game of this card la and san jose we've got the uh, la kings minus 210 or sorry minus 260 uh road favorites here los angeles total six here uh, in this game pretty much across the board um san jose i you look at what the last few games um started to re- you know come back down to earth they had that incredible road trip where they beat new jersey almost beat the rangers beat the uh, Red Wings and Islanders in comeback fashion took Vegas to a shootout with another comeback comeback and then it beat Winnipeg at home but fell flat the last two shut out by uh, Arizona lose six to two uh, against Colorado the other night so you know maybe the uh, luster is starting to wear off a bit and San Jose starting to remember who they are and that's still one of the worst teams in the NHL um, you know so we'll have to wait and see how that goes yeah I like Alfredson being on the assistant coaching staff there for Ottawa Nate I do I think that's, and you know, this is kind of like an audition for him. Do you have the, does he have what it takes to be coach material here in the NHL uh, long-term? But, you know, you look at this matchup here with the uh, Kings and the uh, Sharks. Uh, Kockinen and net for San Jose, who's actually played a little bit better late. Remember, he was atrocious early in the season. Blackwood was by far the better goalie. Now he has played a little bit better lately, 
uh, San, uh, for San Jose. Um, but he's also been inconsistent. You know, he had the four goals allowed against Vegas, four goals allowed to the Islanders, three to New Jersey. He also played uh, well in relief uh, against Detroit and then had a pretty good outing in the uh, game against uh, Arizona, even though they lost that one nothing. But his numbers are still poor, 3.66 goals against uh, 897 a save percentage going into this game. For the L.A. Kings, how about this fascinating turn of events right now? Cam Talbot can't start every game. You know, you got to give him a rest at some point. And we know Phoenix Copley was placed on IR uh, over the weekend. He was injured in practice last week uh, for the L.A. Kings, and he hasn't been very good this year either. But because, you know, they want to give Talbot a break, and uh, Phoenix Copley now is on LTIR, that means a big question mark. You don't have Cal Peterson anymore. Who do you turn to? Who are you going to call? Big Siv, Dave. That's who you're going to call. Dave Riddick uh, here in net for the uh, LA Kings. Not confirmed yet, but likely that we're going to see uh, David Riddick in net because LA plays at home against Seattle uh, tomorrow night. So probably going to save Cam Talbot uh, for that game. So gosh, I mean, my goodness. Um, you talk about someone I don't trust. And we've talked about David Riddick for years on this uh, show. I don't trust him flat out. I don't. I mean, you look, let's go back and look at recent seasons here for him. Actually, last year, I will say this against for Winnipeg, he was the backup to Hellebuck last year. 21 games, 2.67 goals against, 901 save percentage. For David Riddick, that's, those are solid numbers. But we also have to remember 3.57 goals against, 886 save percentage against for Nashville two years ago. We have to remember the 3.02 goals against 899 save percentage in 2020 split between Calgary and Toronto. You know, there's just a lot of concerns here as far as uh, David Riddick here. And he hasn't started at the NHL level this year. He's been called up from the AHL where he has a 2.63 goals against 901 save percentage uh, in 16 games uh, down there for Ontario, California, not not. Canada, Ontario, obviously, Ontario, California, out there in the uh, AHL. Uh, it's just a big mystery what we're going to get here from uh, Dave Riddick here uh, in this matchup with the uh, Kings and the Sharks. And if you actually look at the uh, series history here, San Jose and L.A., uh, we have seen the uh, overcome through in four of the last seven. Not dominant, but I ain't betting a David Riddick game under until I see that he can play well, until I see that he's capable. Now, San Jose's offense has gone downhill a little bit the last couple of games, but I am going to grab a little over six here in this game. This might not be a bad first period, both teams to score uh, either in this game. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle on that as well. My philosophy is, look, L.A. can easily get a goal against San Jose uh, in the first 20 minutes of this game. But I think with David Riddick getting the first period of action back at the NHL level that he has had all season, that it might open the door for the Sharks to be able to find a way to bury one and put one in the back of the net here in the opening 20 minutes. So you can get upwards of plus 180 with the first period, both teams to score in this game. Not bad, in my opinion. Not bad at all uh, to maybe look at that a little bit. So a little on that, plus over uh, in this one. Let me just see in terms of the uh, head-to-head series history. I might sprinkle on the... I, I don't want San Jose this time. I don't. LA's won four straight. But I could see this one maybe maybe getting to overtime potentially. I mean, I'll say this about the Sharks, even their last uh, a couple Well, the Colorado loss got away from them, but the Arizona loss was tight. 
know, I could see this being a tight competitive game. And look at what the Kings have done. They've seen three games go past regulation uh, in the last six. So three of the last six games for the LA Kings have gone past regulation. So I might just sprinkle just a pinch on the draw. You are getting a really nice price with that. I think based on the price you're getting with that, worth a small sprinkle on the draw in this game. Because I think I saw at FanDuel that the LA San Jose draw is plus 430. Yeah, plus 430. I've got to put a couple bucks on that. That's that's a price I'm not going to turn down because the, the the risk of David Riddick and his potential subpar goaltending keeping San Jose alive in this game might be very real. So uh, there you go. Little both teams to score first period, little draw, plus 430, and over six is my primary uh, betting look here when it comes to Kings and Sharks. And then for player props, yeah, you know, I'm going to regurgitate the same, you know, players I've talked about repeatedly. Fiala actually for... Uh, the LA Kings, if you look at what he's done uh, lately as far as point production, he stepped things up. He's on a nice little point run, but more so Trevor Moore, uh, Quinton Byfield. Uh, those are the guys we're targeting more than ever for uh, LA right now. And then for San Jose, I'll throw out a couple here uh, for San Jose, especially because we know with uh, Riddick and Net, uh, there's a chance they might find the back of the net. I like what I'm seeing out of William Eklund lately. William Eklund has six points in the last five games here for the San Jose Sharks uh, playing on the top line. So Will Eklund, one of their better prospects, might be worth a look here for San Jose in this game. All right, there you go. That's the Tuesday card. We appreciate it very much. Over 250 live viewers. Hit the like button. A reminder, uh, today the betting card and the player props. That will be posted. It will be exclusive to Patreon members, Patreon paid subscribers and members at patreon.com slash ice guys for the we're going to have Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday cards only posted there. We'll post the in the community tab on YouTube as well uh, on the other days of the week for the rest of the month. And then once we get to the new year, January 1st, everything, all the daily card and all the content will only be available to members on Patreon patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month we've had a ton of signups lately people getting ready for all the premium content that we're going to give you on the ice guys patreon page in the new year it's not just the daily betting card and the player props and the goalie charts and the totals charts and the power ratings and it's going to be impromptu live betcasts where on any given night we're going to just start up a live betcast Available only to members. We'll only post the link to the BetCast in the Patreon on the Patreon page, and there it is. So, time to get geared up for the new year because we're going to be rolling out a lot of bonus premium content on Patreon, bonus shows, bonus videos, Q and A videos, theme related videos, and of course some bonus BetCasts, which of course will be in addition to the regular BetCasts we have every month. We will have the regular free for all public BetCast one a month. Start, starting in January. And then once we get past football season in February, we'll be doing two monthly live betcasts that'll be public betcasts free for all. And then we still might give you one or two uh, bonus premium only Patreon members only betcasts as well. So we've got all of that coming in the new year. We're excited about it. So make sure you lock it in. Only $10 a month. And I know we've made some of you more money with hockey wagers this year than $10. So $10 a month for the Patreon page, patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. The Ice Guys store, check that out as well, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, bet bargain bin special of the night uh, for this Tuesday uh, slate. We'll see what we can come up with now as far as uh, the uh, bargain bin uh, for tonight's uh, card. Uh, there's some decent options here. 
uh, on the uh, slate as far as a bargain bin uh, tonight going into this uh, matchup here with the, or going into this slate. Uh, but for my bargain bin, um, you know, I, I think definitely Buffalo is going to score some goals tonight. Now, it's not Jack Quinn. It's not him. Uh, I, I'm going to let him play a game first before we get involved. Plus, his price is not as good as this guy. And I'm going back to the well with him here. Uh, Zach Benson, as long as he's on the top line, I like the value we're getting with him. We can still find plus 325 at Batano, uh, plus 310 at DraftKings uh, to find the back of the net tonight for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So we're going back to the well here. Uh, one more time, Zach Benson, Buffalo Sabres, back home, plus 310. You're not playing Arizona here tonight in a stingy spot where you know they couldn't get anything going offensively. Arizona played tight. Ingram played well. Going to have a greater opportunity uh, to find the back of the net if you're anyone on Buffalo, including Zach Benson. So we'll go with him. Zach Benson plus 325. Buffalo Sabres for my bargain bin special uh, of the night. Uh, my best bet for this card, Ottawa Senators, folks, minus 125 against Arizona. Um, like the price, like the spot, like the fact that um, this is going to probably provide a wake-up call, a team that is more talented, I think on paper, a better roster, a better team than their record indicates. And we have seen teams just absolutely get the job done immediately after a coaching change. I expect more of the same here tonight. Ottawa minus 125 against Arizona for my best bet for this Tuesday card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll be back with you tomorrow on Wednesday. Alex should be back. And we have Jay Rosehill back on the show with us tomorrow as well. Uh, his second time on the show as a guest to help us break down the Wednesday card. Talk about his Leaf podcast, his hockey fighting podcast. He's a busy fucking guy all of a sudden. He's a media mogul. He's on more shows than me right now. But Jay Rosehill back with us tomorrow as a guest on the show. Join us on Wednesday for another edition of The Ice Guys. Thank <laughs> you.